You know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. That's why I partnered with Fullscript, an online dispensing platform that only offers curated professional-grade brands that I know and trust. The very same supplements that I prescribe to my patients and take myself. Never counterfeit or expired, always stored and shipped correctly. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to start your free Fullscript account. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA-compliant and offers world-class support. Fullscript also gives you access to my custom targeted supplement protocols that combine the products that I recommend to address specific needs, heart health, immune support, and much more. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll get access to the supplements and features you need to help you achieve your wellness goals. That's DearHoffmanStore.com. DearHoffmanStore.com. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. It's our weekly Q&A with Layla, which I very much look forward to. And by uh, checking our numbers, uh, so too do many of you. Uh, so what's our next question, Layla? This comes from Randy. Dr. Hoffman and Layla, I've read about the health benefits of sauna. I'm thinking about buying a home unit using infrared light. Are there any health concerns regarding infrared light? Well, now what I've read about infrared light, it's pretty innocuous unless you spend too much time. What it is is basically uh, heat. So, uh, you know, just a little basic physics here. Uh, The electromagnetic spectrum uh, consists of visible light and invisible energy. Uh, which you don't see, we can't see infrared. But if you put on, you know, those uh, night vision goggles that are yes, uh, so many of which we left behind in Afghanistan. By the way, yeah, <laughs> uh, you know that was the <laughs> edge. Billions of, billions of dollars. Yeah, we had a real uh, technological edge on uh, the Taliban, but yeah, not so much anymore. Uh, yep. Is that you can actually see it renders uh, heat visible, and that's what the infrared spectrum is. On the other end yeah. of the spectrum is uh, ultraviolet, you know, UVA and UVB, uh, which are the burning rays. Uh, you yes. don't really uh, see them. I mean, you can have like those, uh, you know, those posters that we had, you know, during uh, the psychedelic uh, revolution, you know, when we were hippies, right. you know, and ultraviolet light would make the uh, materials in the paint fluoresce, but it was invisible mm-hmm. light. We couldn't see the light, <laughs> uh, nor would you want to look at the light directly because ultraviolet, you know, would damage the retina. Um Infrared is basically going to heat you, and you. I guess it is conceivable that you could get a heat burn, or you could become uh, dehydrated from you know too much exposure. But generally, right. you know, you you reach a certain pain threshold. You know, it's too hot, and then you you stop. So uh, it's kind of a without building a sauna. I mean, saunas are great, but they're very expensive. They take up a lot of space and they take a lot of energy. Um, and so you can create kind of the circumstances of a sauna by uh, sitting next to one of these lamps and it'll make you sweat and you can detox. That was a form of detoxification if you've been exposed to chemicals or mold. And, uh, you know, it's a a good thing. And it's also, interestingly, it's a little bit of a, you know, being in heat is a little bit of a a workout. 
you know, it's actually good for your cardiovascular system. Uh, yeah, and you're sweating. Your heart yeah, rate is increasing. Yeah, yeah. But part of the increasing of the heart rate is also, to some degree, dehydration. It's very, very important to hydrate. Yeah. You know, before, during, after sauna. Maybe not during, but before and after. Mm-hmm. But because I, it's good to heat up, right? I think it's. A, I think it's a good thing. You know. Yeah. Yeah. More and more people are interested in sauna. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. A very so, I mean, but it's a lot of health benefits. But, you know, a lot of health benefits. A lot of the studies come out of uh, Finland, you know, where it's sort of the national pastime. Uh, but there's some distinct benefits in terms of blood pressure um, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, cardiometabolic parameters that can improve mm-hmm. with that. So <clears throat> what I yeah. notice is that, uh, you know, sometimes if I really, uh, you know, felt under the weather and I didn't feel like working out, I would just go to the gym and I would sit in the sauna and I would keep on my uh, uh, watch, which gave me my pulse, you know, like Apple Watch gives you your pulse. And um, I would notice that just sitting there, you know, without any exertion, my pulse would go up, to, you know, into the 80s or 90s. Uh, wow. And so it, there is a little, and so you have to be a little careful. I mean, if you're really in very poor cardiovascular shape, it is a, it's a form of exertion. And it can be yes. dangerous. And a lot of medications, actually, if you're on certain medications, they kind of screw up your ability to sweat and regulate your body temperature. So uh, many blood pressure medications do that, beta blockers and certain psychiatric mm-hmm. medications especially. So you have to be mm-hmm. a little careful. Um, but, uh, yeah. you know, as long as, you know, you're, you know you've you gotten a okay from your doctor, I mean, most people don't need an okay from their doctor or something like that. But if you've got a you know serious cardiovascular condition or medical condition, um, maybe check with your doctor to see if it's advisable to you know heat your body to that extent. Yeah, Randy, and you know, if above all else, follow the instructions <laughs> for how I, long to sit in your sauna. <laughs> I'm I'm a guy. I never read the instructions. I always whatever I get <laughs> new some new thing. I always like try to put it together or try to do it. And then when I'm completely lost, only when I'm really like on the edge of being completely defeated, do I turn to this. It's like men ask, men don't ask for directions. <laughs> right. <laughs> I've got that. I've got that gene. I've got that, whatever in my Y chromosome. I've got that. Okay. Don't typical man. Okay. Don't follow instructions. <laughs> don't ask for directions. That's it. But anyway, um, uh, you know, we could all we could all learn a little bit from our female, uh, I would say, brethren, but they're not brethren. From your sisters. The female sorority, <laughs> shall we say. The female sorority. There you go. Right. <laughs> so, oh, okay. Yeah. So um, what's our next question, Lil? Uh, we've got a, a, a very... Um, uh, concerned, uh, 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 concerned Susan, who has who's sharing some of her thoughts with us. I'm a regular listener and adore your podcast. I'm in my mid seventies, trim and quite healthy. Fantastic, Susan. I also take just about anything you have advertised. Dr. <laughs> <Hoffman>. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> well, it's likely if you do that, that smoke is going to start coming out of your ears. <laughs> 
Susan says, I'm in a family with a lot of medical doctors, so dutifully, I've had my two COVID shots. I decided that I will skip the third. I've never felt so old and that every joint aches on and off. It's hard to be sure what exactly is old age and what might have been mm. from the effects of the vaccine. Yeah, yeah. I do not feel the same, and I feel much older suddenly. Anyway, I have a friend who's very much against the, the COVID vaccine, but not other vaccines. She has sent me banned videos by actual medical doctors discussing the possible side effects from the COVID vaccine, including outbreaks of shingles and recurrence of formerly, formerly stable cancers. I am worried when any discussion is so actively su suppressed, it brings back thoughts of 1984 and Newspeak. Remember the movie 1984, everyone? Susan says, am I justified in my concern? I just listened to another one of your fans mention recurrence of a long under control asthma where they went from no use of an inhaler to having to use it twice a day. The cancel culture is frightening. And to find these, quote, undercover videos from what seem to be qualified research and clinical medical doctors who are not allowed to express their views is scary. And if these shots were so great, it would not matter if some did not take them. Why the big fuss if we are immune? And Israel is thinking about a fourth shot? Right. Okay, so I, pretty much it runs the gamut of, uh, of vaccine concerns, um, yeah. which I think need to, to be expressed. Um, I mean, here's the thing. You know, there's there. It's a, quote, public health emergency, and we want to eradicate the virus. Um, yes. But I think it's important that um, that the all that there should be full disclosure about the upsides and downsides of the vaccine. And Absolutely. Because this vaccine is different. I mean, this vaccine, I think if this vaccine were offered for something else, like the flu, and it caused as many problems as it's causing, uh, I don't think it would be would have been improved for a long time. Uh, mm -hmm. Because, so it's a risk-benefit equation. Since the risk is high with COVID, we think, you know, we're going to, uh, you know, we're going to uh, offer the vaccine uh, in spite of the fact that uh, people are developing side effects. And, and by and large, most people don't. Uh, but there are a lot of people who have devastating side effects, including death. Uh, not a lot, but, you know, num the number is yes. in, in the thousands. Now, okay, when when tens and tens and millions and hundreds of millions of people taking the vaccine, I guess that may be an acceptable risk-benefit ratio. Uh, but then there are the people who have these sort of subtle problems. And that's what kind of worries me is that there's no there's no proving or demonstrating that these problems are directly related to the vaccine. You know, just like, you know, when people develop all kinds of cockamamie diseases in the society, you know, we, what, what are we going to say? Is it due to environmental pollution? Is it due to, you know, food adulterants? Is it due to electromagnetic waves? Is it, you know, uh, is it 5G? Yes, yes. Yeah, right, yes. et cetera, et cetera. You know, so. And yes. <laughs> and, and, you know, so, so it, it, but it's going to be hard to sort out. Is it due to the fact that uh, by the time, 
you know, a, a child reaches the age of 18, uh, they've got, you know, 30 vaccines, uh, each of which has a good rationale. You know, yes. makes sense. Yeah. But then, mm-hmm. you know, who knows? So I think we need to, ha- we, in spite of the fact that it, it makes things more complicated and it may deter some people from getting the vaccine, uh, I think we need full disclosure. And I think it's, it's, it's really, it's not even so much about that information being censored about the vaccine. It's just information being censored. What the heck is going on? If yeah. indeed... Yeah. If indeed they're concerned about each and every one of these videos, uh, there should be some kind of uh, scientific committee of, of acknowledged scholars and, and vaccinologists, hopefully without a conflict of interest, because most of the people who are in the vaccine field and who are virologists, they've got skin in the game. They develop yes. vaccines. They work, you know, they're, they're all in on vaccines. It'd be, they stand to profit from it. Yeah, yes. it'd, be, it'd be nice if we had some impartial review board. We could take a video. Some We need some, an independent third party of virologists. Yeah, that like who could look at these some of these videos, some of these things that say that, you know, uh, the vaccine makes you infertile or that the vaccine, uh, you know, gives you cancer. Causes changes or that, in menstrual cycles. Or that, well, and, you know, what's interesting about that is that the COVID, the, just the the. COVID has caused uh, interruptions in menstrual cycles just simply due to the stress because women are very susceptible to the effects of stress. So it's hard to separate out. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think it probably can cause, you know, women are very delicate in terms of their rhythms and, you know, the vaccine can throw you off. Now, does that mean that you're going to be rendered infertile or does that mean that you're going to be, you know, have a miscarriage or something like that? I I think all these issues uh, need to be aired. And I think it would be good for science and in the public interest to um, have a colloquy about it, you know, because some of the claims, I think, are, are fairly outlandish. I mean, some people say yes. that, you know, all the people who've taken vaccines will be dead within five years. Well, uh, I guess on the, on, the, on the margins, that is a, a, a claim that that might be true. There's an infinitesimal possibility, uh, but it's probably, you know, there's <laughs> probably not not really the case. Um, yeah. And so uh, I think these concerns need to be addressed. So that's what I like to do. I mean, I see some I look at some of those videos and I go, wow, that's interesting. And then I, I read some something else, usually by a well-established scientist who's not ranting and not standing there like uh, Tony Fauci and saying, if you oppose me, uh, you are opposing science. I mean, to say that, you know, he is um, science personified. Uh, is a little much. Uh, yes. there, there's an article uh, in today's Wall Street Journal, which I first thing I read when I woke up this morning at like six o'clock in the morning, and it was just really a breath of fresh air. It's entitled Partisan Science in America. Uh, Subtitle Scientists Corrode Public Trust When They Pretend to Have Authority on Social and Political Matters. Um, they say, this is great. I mean, I recommend very highly that you read the article. Medieval yeah. thinkers pretending to infallibility often claim to have received a direct revelation from God. Since the 19th century, secular thinkers have invoked science. As Anthony Fauci said in June, quote, a lot of what you're seeing is attacks on me, quite frankly, are attacks on science. Now, I that is like the most outlandish statement because uh, it, it, science operates 
according to this article, by a process of criticism. Scientists yeah. don't experience divine revelations. They propose hypotheses that they and others test. And mm-hmm. and by the way, in science, when you want to prove that a drug works or a vaccine works, you actually test what's called the null hypothesis. You start with skepticism. Yes. So you, you're, you're, a good you're, scientist is going to take that hypothesis and spend the rest of their career trying to disprove it. Right. Exactly. And so, the null for, so when you yeah. prove something like a vaccine, you start with the null hypothesis like this vaccine is no good. But and you want to disprove that. So you have to actually amass evidence that the null hypothesis is I mean, that's the essence of science. Yes. And so, uh, you, you know, and that's what a good scientist will do. Right. So uh, anyway, uh, they they say in this article, to doubt a scientist is not to doubt science. Quite the contrary. Personal authority is precisely what scientists dispenses with as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Dr. Fauci's assertion of authority creates skepticism about all his assertions. Legitimately. Bravo, Wall Street Journal. How refreshing. What a great way to start the day. (laughs) Legitimately. Uh, it creates skepticism about all his assertions legitimately because the distinction between science and a particular scientist is essential. Um, to be sure, non-scientists often have to trust scientists who inform them what the science has discovered. But that is all the more reason that scientists bear the responsibility of not letting political or other non-scientific criteria affect their explication. Okay, good stuff. Anyway, um, yeah. thank you for your comment. I mean, uh, you read the yes, whole thing, and, and that was good. I think a lot of people think that way, and you know they even did take the vaccine. But let let me just say that you know we've experienced in our practice uh, some patients who have had worsening of their aches and pains since the vaccine, and I yes. wish I I could predict who is going to get that because it's kind of a you know shot right. in the dark. Um, Anyway, I could think of a couple of patients in particular who have had an exacerbation of their joint aches and pains after the vaccine. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. if you look at, you know, say the Olympics, for example, the vast majority of these uh, young, uh, healthy athletes who, who went there got the vaccine and they, they, they set world records. They performed great. So, yeah. uh you know, they weren't mm-hmm. debilitated by it. They seem to have gone through it with flying colors. And I talked to, you know, people who've gotten a vaccine and I say, how are you doing? And they, yes, it was like nothing. I felt like I got punched in the arm for a day and then I took one day off and then I was back, you know, back to my full level of activity. So I went to work the next day. And you day. know, that punch in the arm, that punch in the arm can happen with any vaccine. Yeah, exactly. You know, I felt that when I had to get re-vaccinated re, uh, for when I went back to college to become a nutritionist, mm-hmm. I had to get all of those vaccines. It was a punch in the arm, exactly. You yeah. know, which is, I mean, that should be the 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 end all and be all of all vaccines. But I can't think of a single vaccine uh, that's ever been introduced that doesn't have any uh, side effects for True. at least a minority of individuals. I mean, with the the flu vaccine, rarely people can get uh, Guillain-Barre syndrome, which is a paralytic condition. They can get. Um, you know, exacerbations of uh, of shingles. You know, it 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 does something to your immune system, and yeah, uh, it irritates it. It does. It does as it's supposed to do. Yeah, which is kind of the double edged sword, isn't it? Right, and it it yeah. is a little unnatural. But <clears throat> hey, yeah. um, COVID kind of sucks, and uh, you know. 
if you say that the vaccine is going to cause all these side effects like myocarditis and so on and so on, there's a fairly high percentage of people who had COVID who have residual heart problems, much higher than yes. with the vaccine alone. So, I mean, look, um, I think we need to air this and not suppress it. I mean, I, I, what I deplore, and I'm going a little long on this, is there uh, PSAs, public service advertisements on, uh, on the ra- uh, here in New York? Because and I guess it's an outreach to the minority population who have been recalcitrant about taking the vaccine. So they have this uh, guy from the West Indies and he's got a, a heavy, I guess, you know, I don't know where he's from, Jamaican accent or something. He's gone, I've seen that ad. And he goes, mm-hmm. man, you know, this vaccine, they said nothing. It's like great. I have no side effects. It's terrific. Everybody should take the vaccine. It was like yeah, that's felt good. great. That no problems. What are you hesitating about, man? You got to take this vaccine. And, you know, that's such a misrepresentation. And on the very same program, there might be a commercial about a drug a new drug that is required by the FDA to list about 20 seconds worth of side effects may cause, yeah. you know, may cause, uh, you know, uh, may cause lymphoma. Yeah. Right. You know, and may cause that's suicidal ideation. And that's full disclosure. <laughs> but then how can you say that the vaccines, there's no, that some guy in the street says the vaccine, I mean, he could say that for him personally, the vaccine was a breeze, but he can't. Yeah be the the representative to say that the vaccine was absolutely fine for everyone i mean Mm -hmm. it 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 irks me it's a real double standard you know it is so i don't know i hope we emerge from this you know wiser saner uh less uh partisan and less less partisan and more critical thinker yes yeah you know and just something that's missing yeah, and 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 more more open and lively, and respectful debate. And let's and let's from polarize everyone from let's, every side. And let's polarize because every, the, the, yeah. I mean t- the people who refuse vaccination are, are like they're like lepers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, let's take another question. Yeah, we've got actually we've got two questions about the same thing here. And it's regarding DHA and Vasipa. So Valerie writes, I've been taking Biomega and I've been using it for some time and because I've heard that DHA is good for the brain, so I thought it's good to use. That is until a friend of mine told me that the reason for using prescription Vasipa is because it contains no DHA, which supposedly raises cholesterol. So should those concerned about high cholesterol avoid the extra higher dose of, of uh, DHA? And Nate writes, my cardiologist wants me to take Vasipa because it contains EPA and not DHA. I asked him if I should also take DHA for brain health. He said that he does not want me to take DHA. I have a calcium score of okay. zero, but I have some plaque in my carotids. Oh. Oh. He says that DHA will have an adverse impact. Okay on my carotid arteries by diminishing the good effects of the SEPA. What's it? Oh, this is like, Oh, what a can of worms. This is, this is just the worst, worst, uh, representation of the true science about, uh, omega three fatty acids. And it, it comes yeah, from here's yet another example of it. It yep. comes from the manufacturers of, uh, the uh, who, uh, and who 
I don't know whether they did the study or underwrote the study or just drafted onto a study that shows that, that concludes that EPA is is the good part of the omega threes and DHA is the bad part of the uh, of the of the omega threes for your heart. And, yeah. Uh, that's that's pretty self-serving because they make uh, a synthetic uh, EPA product, highly concentrated, that has no DHA. So uh, even if DHA in some way uh, gets in the way of EPA, which I really doubt in the heart, and this is based on limited studies, uh, mm-hmm. it is so beneficial for other things. It's especially high in the brain and in the eyes. And there, there are so many studies that uh, highlight the benefits of DHA uh, in, at both ends of the aging spectrum. At, you know, for uh, infants, premature infants, um, it impre- improves uh, uh, brain development in children. But it also, at the other uh, age extreme, it may help uh, with uh, staving off uh, Alzheimer's uh, and brain problems. But it's not to say that EPA is not beneficial because EPA is very anti-inflammatory. Yes. DHA may have some unique properties of its own. Now, an interesting thing about Vasipa is that Vasipa showed enormous benefits in terms of protecting the heart. But that study has been criticized because, uh, do you know what the placebo was? It was that people were given Vasipa, which is the concentrated EPA. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were given a placebo. Do you know what the placebo was? No. Mineral oil. Oh. So if you give someone uh, six pills of EPA versus six pills of mineral oil, uh, you are likely to exaggerate the benefits of the fish oil because you've actually given uh, the people who got a placebo uh, a negative treatment, a treatment which Mm -hmm. actually uh, pulls out uh, fat-soluble nutrients from the body and prevents their absorption. So, uh, you know, that's why we tell people not to consume mineral oil because mineral oil makes you yes. go to the bathroom. It's a lubricant, but it's a petroleum I, I remember, product. You know, our, our grandmothers would take mineral oil for constipation. Right. 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 But it, it also interferes with the absorption of all the fat soluble vitamins, uh, you know, A, D, E, K, and probably interferes with the absorption of dietary omega 3s. So it's going to have a deleterious effect. So the benefit uh, in the Vasipa study, that's really the landmark study that launched Vasipa, may have been exaggerated. Now, I'm not saying Vasipa is not. Look, if you if you are uh, limited in terms of your monetary resources and your doctor wants to give you Vasipa and there's like a really cheap copay, it's a great way to get your fish oil. But uh, you're not getting the, the DHA that I think is is beneficial. And, um, you know, also bear in mind that somebody, you know, somebody pays. You know, it's like the new infrastructure bill. It's going to cost nothing. <laughs> and, and like when medication costs nothing, who's paying? Who's paying? Especially if you're, you know, an older patient on Medicare. Uh, that medication is pretty darn expensive. It's about five times as expensive as over-the-counter fish oil. But True. you may pay a small fraction of that. So you're not really seeing the, the expense. But you're paying because we all pay taxes. Mm-hmm. Or at least the vast majority of us do. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. 
So, wow. Nate and Valerie, thank but, you for the very thoughtful questions. But this is, this, is, this is her doctor, right? The doctor is speaking, right? And the yes. Doctor, so the doctor has been, I, I just hate how uncritical doctors are because evidently the detail man for Vasipa just stopped by, uh, chatted with the doctor, you know, maybe gave him some pens and some free samples of Vasipa and a bunch of literature, which gives him the party line where he now tells his patients don't take DHA because it's like poison. That that's mm -hmm. how that works, and yeah. uh, you know most doctors they, they don't have the interest or they don't have the time to really look at these issues, uh, and they're very True. susceptible to uh, the influence of pharmaceutical companies. Yeah, and, I mean, so many get their CME, their continuing education, from ph pharmaceutical backed. Uh, yeah, studies. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Precisely how that works. I mean, you go to these conferences and it's, you know, this this lecture on cholesterol and so on. And by the way, here's another guy who I don't know why he's really I mean, the, he, he has zero plaque. He has no risk. I mean, is he really going to achieve that much of a benefit, heart benefit? And oh, by the way, if they say that DHA raises cholesterol, well, OK, what if DHA raises cholesterol because it's a fat when taking fats sometimes does raise the beneficial, uh, fluffy the LDL, product. yeah, the yeah. LDL. But, and, but this and cardiologist, yeah, but this cardiologist told Nate that DHA will have an adverse impact, yeah, yeah, right. on the carotid arteries. Go by so, diminishing good effects of yeah. Go look because uh, he has some carotid plaque. Go go study, um, you know, your omega three physiology, you know, and yes. the pharmacology of administering. Those things and come, you know, right. after spend a few months it's on it, come back and, and tell me what you found. Right. Yeah. Disappointed. I'm disappointed in yeah. many, many of my colleagues for that reason. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, we got to wrap it up. So it's been good. Great questions. We still have a couple questions in the mailbag. I'm anxious to answer those questions next week. Keep those questions coming. Radio program at AOL.com is the destination for questions. Always a pleasure, Layla. Nice talking to you. See you in the office. Cool. <laughs> yes. Thank you very much, Dr. Hoffman. And everybody, thank you for listening. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I want to thank you for listening to the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast app and get new episodes automatically downloaded every weekday. And please give us a rating and review. It truly helps new people discover Intelligent Medicine. The Intelligent Medicine Podcast is for general informational purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine, nursing, or other professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice and no doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of information on this podcast or materials linked from this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical condition they may have and should seek the assistance of their health care professionals for any such conditions. Finally, please visit drhoffman.com and discover everything Intelligent Medicine has to offer, including frequently updated, unbiased health news and fully vetted product and supplement recommendations. This is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly, along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. 
I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.